0: inaugural episode of Capes and Chicken Heads, uh, recorded on July 23rd, 2016. Uh, My name is Joel Darth Elmo Ross, and with me is my fellow inmate, Aaron Willeroo-Rhodes. Aaron, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, yay! How are you? Good.
0: Good. Uh, So, uh, the basic idea uh, behind this show is... Two superhero fans don't actually like or read comic books talking about superheroes.
1: Because uh, that is a thing It is. Now.
0: It is. We can actually be the thing. And for people who, who don't think that it's a thing, I'd say it's it's kind of like uh, people who are James Bond fans but have never actually read the original novels. You can still be a, a big fan of the franchise and all the movies and everything even without having partaken in the original source materials. Uh Probably even more so, because there's so many vast virgins and even more uh, superhero media out there, nowadays. Um, So, uh, the basic premise of the show uh, is that we are going to be, for the first major portion of episodes, probably the entire, possibly the entire run, we'll see how long we can stand doing this, Um, we're going to be talking about the 2001 to 2011 uh, Superman show, Smallville. Because I have a bone to pick with this show. Just one? Uh, Figure of speech, mainly. And I I managed to remember that Aaron also had bones to pick with this show, uh, and so I tricked him into joining me. It's true. (laughs) Um, So, uh, as we go on, we'll probably be primarily talking about uh, Smallville for the first couple of episodes, uh, and then when we feel like we're going to start just repeating ourselves... um, We'll probably start uh, branching out and talking about other things like uh, other superhero TV shows, movies, and uh, we may even start doing recaps of uh, the uh, superhero TV shows that are on air uh, when they start back up in the fall. Uh, So that's the kind of content you can expect from this podcast. Yay! Uh, So first off, uh, I just want to talk about, and I'll uh, I'll start off by asking you, uh, Aaron, what exactly is your history with uh, comic books and superheroes in, in general?
1: um well, comic books uh, as as we were talking about before uh, I have probably read one um maybe maybe two uh, honestly I, can, I I hate uh, as far as I have read them I I loathe the writing generally in superhero comics I can understand um. I've read a lot of, like, graphic novels, which some people say are just comic books, but they tend to have a very different structure. Um, they are released in a very different format, and, and their uh, writing is, is somewhat different as well. Um, and I've also read a lot of, like, uh, manga, like the Japanese um, sort of comic book style. But once again, despite the fact that they're also serialized, uh, they tend to be much thicker generally than comic books mm-hmm. do. Um and uh, that that allows them to continue the story for a l- little bit longer, take their time, uh, they, they're paced very differently, um, and uh, I enjoy those more. The, the only comic books that I've ever really read that I enjoyed uh, were Star Wars comic books. <laughs> um, I believe that the uh, Star Wars Omnibus, I think I found it lying on a shelf in... Barnes and Noble's one day, and I, I read through several of the comics that were in it, um, and those I enjoyed very much. Uh, but I'm also a diehard Star Wars fanboy, so
0: yeah. Uh, so so how excited are you for the Return of Thrawn?
1: Um, I I I found out about it at maybe three o'clock in the morning because my sleep schedule has been terrible lately. Um, but I was sitting there, and I saw the the commercial go up for Rebels, uh, and I, I nearly exploded the first time I watched it. Um, it, 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 like, the, the whole trailer was great, and then it got around to the halfway point, and uh, I heard, um, Mary Elizabeth Glynn is now going to be in the show. She's playing one of the, uh, Star Wars, uh, she's, she's playing one of the Imperial, um, I think she's uh, more than an officer. I think she's a governor. Oh. But anyway. Um...
0: I was using officer to kind of just be like some hierarchy personnel of some kind. <laughs> yeah,
1: unfortunately, I, I know more than I should. Um, uh, I, you should have been there last night. It was great. Um, there were Star Wars geeks all over the place. I know. Um... I was like,
0: ah, oh, I've been trying to get <laughs> everyone to play Star Wars The Old Republic with me forever. <laughs> and the one night everyone's like, oh, yeah, I can do it. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, no, I've got a barbecue that I'm going to, which was great. I loved it. I had a great time. Yeah, I got yeah. to see people I haven't seen in a couple months. Um,
1: yeah, I, did, I didn't expect Caleb and Robin to be there, but I guess Haley put out the all points bulletin and people just showed up. So, um, we. to be honest, we spent most of the time trying to figure out audio issues, yeah. but um we did play for a little bit we played like the the first yeah. flashpoint together
0: uh, i know but i was so um, upset because i've been waiting like i've had like a character where i'm like waiting at that <laughs> flashpoint just being like okay everyone will get their characters leveled up and i i can get back um yeah uh, did you hear that their timothy zahn is writing a new Th- a Thrawn book that will explain uh Thrawn's canon- how Thrawn is now conical in the new star wars setting
1: did not hear that, but that is awesome, and I will go and buy that Anyway, as um, soon as it releases. So this is
0: also a, a good example of uh, the fact that there will be rabbit trails in this show. <laughs> uh, I think and that's if you, an you, too, you don't I'm like, like that, um, then thank you for trying us out. Um, please have a good life, because... that's not going to change. We love you. We Uh,
1: love you. So getting
0: back on on topic, uh, my history with comic books is a little bit more than you. uh, My dad actually had a huge, um, I would say probably four foot long, two foot deep, and two foot long plastic um, bin just full of old comic books that he had gotten when he was um, in the fifties and sixties when he was a, a kid and a teenager. Um, and so I, I read those a ton, uh, growing up. Um, and, uh, that's kind of where my fascination with comic books and superheroes really started. Um, so I have a bit more of a history, uh, and then I just kind of slowly kept on anytime that there was medium that wasn't comic books, uh, mainly cause I couldn't afford it as a kid. Uh, and there wasn't any comic book shop nearby to kind of get invested in and, and start getting it in. Um, I'd get a few few trades out of the library every once in a while and read through them. Uh, mm. um, right? I think trades is when it's the entire like collection of a year's worth. I have no okay. idea. we lost, lost more comic book fan people. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, <laughs> the other thing that really got me into it was uh, getting video cassettes. Of like superhero shows out of the out of the library, uh, and I remember they had a bunch yeah. of episodes of the the nineties Spider Man, which I watched. Um, yep. And a and they had the uh, first season of Batman the animated series.
1: Although over time they got the did, whole thing,
0: but I mainly remember the first season. And between that and stuff on TV and movies that were coming out, which weren't that good until Iron Man happened.
1: I can basically concur with yeah, that, yeah.
0: But but I always found superheroes fascinating in the idea and the genre, uh, even if I didn't get into comic books themselves.
1: Yeah, I maybe missed out on the saying that uh, a lot of a lot of my interest in superheroes did come from watching uh, Batman the animated series. Batman has always been my go-to. <laughs> yes, uh,
0: I I I like well-written Batman.
1: Uh, yeah, I, th- that's the thing. Like I said, I have tried to read Batman comic books. That uh, was almost like a shutdown for me <laughs> rather than a, than a pickup. I love the Batman the uh, animated series. I watched um, – there was a later uh, animated series that was just called The Batman. It was okay. Um, I watched a good deal of that. I have watched a lot of um, – do, 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 do. There's a reboot. Uh, Terry McGinnis. Oh yeah, ba- uh, uh, Batman the, Beyond. Batman, Batman Beyond is, is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've seen some of that stuff. Um. I know you you've been trying to get me to watch the the Justice League for a while. I I never really got into that. I watched all of Teen Titans, um, back when uh. The oh yeah, Teen show, Titans. You know, Teen Titans was important. That
0: was pretty yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I, I would and,
1: say. And I watched. All but the 10th season of Smallville. Which is ironic, because the 10th season is actually one of the best ones. <laughs> I've, I've also watched all of... um Well, I had watched all of Arrow up to a certain yeah, point. Yeah, I kind
0: of stopped watching this oh, season. Um, after
1: um, And I never really got into Flash. I've watched all of Gotham. I,
0: I love Flash. I'll be honest. I think Flash... Flash is better than the best episodes of Arrow. Like, the worst episodes of Flash, in my opinion are better than the best episodes of Arrow.
1: I, I I did not like the characters in Flash very much, and I feel like it's necessary to like them in order to yeah. get into the show.
0: I can understand that dilemma. I can't. I, I like the characters, but maybe that's because I just stuck yeah. around long enough to have them become likable for me.
1: It's possible. I liked the bad guy. Or oh, yeah. Was the, the really
0: weird guy. thing for me is that, like, there's always this thing where uh, um, Kavanaugh—I forget what his first name is—whenever um, you see a uh, actor in his first role, and then that's how you identify him. So I just know him as the big brother from sure. Scrubs. <laughs> okay. I'm like, it's so weird, but he's such a good villain. The weird thing is, every season he plays like a completely different character.
1: Yeah, I saw that they started doing that. I was—it was a little odd uh, to me. I mean, I liked him as a good yeah, guy, it, and I liked him as an anti-hero. It's actually really
0: interesting, I think, because the first season, um, which I spoilers, I guess, if you haven't watched the first season of Flash. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Got to throw that <laughs> tag on there. Uh, he's, which I feel like they reveal that in like the first three or four episodes, and I. had... I got yeah, it. I had people on Facebook that I mean, are like, know. if they reveal that he's the villain, I'm gonna be so upset. I'm gonna be like, You're an idiot. <laughs>
1: uh, I was <laughs> gonna say, like, if you didn't expect Zoom, yeah, you from us like as soon as you see him having a paper That is dated from the future. You're like way to cotton picking. I know who does that in this. He
0: did that really well. And then he did Harrison Wells from uh, from Earth 2. um, Which uh, was also a very cool take on the character. And now um, they've... uh, I don't think this is super spoilery for you. Like I don't think this would stop you. Because I've spoiled things worse and got you to watch it. But uh, the season 2 ends kind of with a Flashpoint-like event.
1: Okay, I, I haven't even uh, seen Flash. Uh, so, point um, it, so so
0: Barry goes back in time to save his mother, and that's going to change a whole lot of future events.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But my mom actually watches yeah. Flash, um. So she, yes, I knew about that, and I knew like. Um, but uh, so he's the Damien Dark became the next bad guy, and I love him. That he's is hysterical. the only
0: good thing on Flash. I'll be honest. Was Damien Dark was a fantastic villain last season that was that was the you mean the arrow yeah arrow sorry Uh, i think of him as flash because the only arrow episode i watched well no i watched like the (laughs) first like maybe like five or six or seven episodes of arrow and i'm just like "Eh, eh, eh, eh." mainly because they've turned arrow into bad batman instead of actually being the green arrow
1: yeah it's hard to do Batman though, but yeah, it's, it's odd to me that they decided he's going to be Batman.
0: Well,
1: I, I guess it was very clear that they popular. wanted to
0: write, here's what it very much seems to me. It seems to me that they're like, we want to do this thing. And they were, I think they honestly wanted to do the green arrow. Like they honestly wanted to do green arrow because,
1: uh, and then someone told them, no, it needs to be right. darker and yeah, edgier. they were like,
0: but can you make it more like, can you, they're like, Oh, so his origin's kind of like Batman. Can you make him be Batman? But he's not Batman. He's a very upbeat character. Like that's that's part of who he is. Like he stand like he's he's actually very much like a, a modern. He's a he shares modern philosophy with Robin Hood. Like he stands up for the poor against the rich, and you know he's very much like this left wing character. But it's because he very much cares about people and taking care of them. Great, but can't he be Batman? You're not gonna let us right. make this unless we make him Batman. Nope. Okay, okay, we'll make him into Batman. And then the show became successful, because the first two seasons are watchable and pr- and good. There are good moments to them. There's enough to keep me entertained and keep me watching it. And then they're like, okay, and they got permission to make Flash, and they were successful enough that they could make Flash how they wanted him to, and I think they're slowly trying to morph Arrow into his, like, actual, like, comic book personality.
1: Sure.
0: Um. Not 100% successfully, but...
1: I was gonna say is it because my my only issue with that is they still had that whole arc with Ra's al Ghul, and I was like, (laughs) that that was kind of the point where I got like off the boat really because I was like, this this is just Batman. It's it's not you're not letting it be Batman, but it's it's Batman.
0: It's trying to be Batman. Um, It's trying to be bad Batman, not even good Batman. Yeah,
1: because like when they when they were doing the arc where they had Slade as Slade
0: arc, I was like, that is a good arc.
1: Um, it was it was okay. I feel like it's hard to use Deathstroke correctly, yeah. and I don't think that they really did. I think they went overboard with it, um, and made him megalomaniacal when he's mostly just like a Personary. a killer. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I liked his megalomaniacal in Teen Titans. Don't get me wrong. He was awesome in that show, but he was much more of like a Batman villain in, in Teen Titans, where he was psychologically screwing with them and he was after Robin for most of the time. Um, and he was a very different character. Arrow, where they have him kind of just being a uh, for, I mean, for lack of better terminology, like a, a madman who, you know, wanted to take over the world with an army anyway, of super we can, we can, humans. We can,
0: we'll, we'll have an Arrow episode at some point. Uh, but speaking of live-action shows that got us into comic books, I, I feel like Smallville was one of the first shows that I really got into. Uh, I think we both got into. I pretty much remember it was Stargate it was Stargate SG-1 and Smallville were kind of my ter- my first two big fandoms that I got invested in. Again, Library had the seasons, and so I got them out and slowly started watching through them.
1: Yeah, because Stargate kind of predates um, our television it's watching. It's true. Uh, but but we got into it after the fact. I remember we spent, uh, my family that is, spent probably a, like a whole summer where in three months I think we watched the entire show. Um, Which
0: I think I because... have managed to actually, I, I... I caught up to you guys pretty fast because fortunately I didn't have to it was just me yeah. so I didn't have to time my schedules very well.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was it was one of those things where um my family likes to binge watch things. We have a, a semi um addictive personality when it comes to television. So I understand. Uh, Stargate was a was a wonderful fix. Um uh, we we were actually watching as it came out. Um I know we may have had to get like season one, uh, on on disc, or something I, like that. I, I, f-
0: yeah, I feel like the first three or four. Se- I feel like season four was on air, which we didn't. I didn't have cable, so I didn't watch it on air. But I feel like I watched the first three seasons on DVD.
1: Uh, yeah, I can't remember exactly how much we watched on DVD before we we caught ourselves up. But I know we were caught up to the show. Right. Uh, at some point, and we were actually watching it as yeah, it aired. I,
0: I I got caught up uh, by the point that it switched over to being on uh, the CW.
1: Um, yeah, I think I think definitely by then I was I was caught up with it. I, I feel like it was somewhere in season you know, we're, three, we're, maybe we're season four that we started. <laughs> well, season five I think is where it flips. Yeah, which is the CW um, season. Yeah, well, yeah. When yeah. it was
0: on the WB, it, it was. It was it, it there was enough that kept us interested. Like there was there a is production
1: and there was a heart
0: a heart there and there is you can get invested in the characters and like the action was decent and it, it did have cool moments to it and it was enough that I cared. I cared about these people that I was watching and the characters. And the thing is is I love Superman. Like I am much bigger of a Superman fan than you are, because when yeah. Superman is written well, he is just one of the best possible superheroes in any of I mean obviously Bruce Timm's stuff so you know Superman the animated series the Justice League he is an amazing character like um even in Young Justice he when he appears in the second season he is probably one of that's probably one of my favorite Superman moments ever is there's a moment uh, there are aliens who are kidnapping humans And so they have this base and they found about it and they're attacking the base and somehow uh, a self-destruct sequence gets started. I think it's the aliens are working for another group of aliens and the first group of aliens starts it. They had like a fail safe to blow it up and Superman's there and he finds out about it and all the other heroes get out and he's there. And he's trying to convince these aliens who had just been like kidnapping and humans and experimenting on them stuff and he's trying to convince them to let him save them and he's putting himself at risk and he's like no you're going to die let me save you and it's just like moments like that that make me just love superman and also the fact that superman's struggle is so different than the average hero because the average hero is you know how do i save somebody where superman struggles with how do i save Everybody, and I feel like I feel like when that's addressed correctly, that is such an interesting idea for a character and an interesting uh, problem to, for someone to have to face.
1: Spoiler alert: Smallville gets it wrong. I mean, it does
0: <laughs> there there are glimpses where where it gets it right, but it yeah. fundamentally misunderstands its main character. It's true. So uh, we're going to be talking about the pilot uh, this episode. Uh, show starts off um with a shot of meteorites heading towards earth and a space <laughs> yeah uh and then we cut to uh
1: the little space pod that superman's yeah. in uh
0: and then we cut to
1: baby baby Superman. we cut
0: to smallville toddler superman in the show really
1: yeah he's he actually looks more like a like a four-year-old yeah. when he well, pops I feel out like, four or five i feel
0: like he's th- he's supposed to be three Because I think he's the same age as Lana. And Lana later in the episodes references the fact that she was three when her parents died. So two, three age in the show is weird. Um, But anyway, so then we we cut to um, Smallville and we cut actually to the 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 Luthers first. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Played by I should probably actually bring up the actors names. Because, you know, that may be a thing
1: that... Is John Glover and I don't know the name uh, of the Michael uh, uh, Rosenbaum. Point. Well, Rosenbaum plays him when oh, he's yeah, older, but it's, it's not Rosenbaum. I, I don't
0: care who the child is.
1: The There's there is a there's a child who appears in maybe yeah. two episodes. I don't know if he can use the same actor between the two episodes. Yes. Um, it's but, just Lex when he has yes. hair.
0: But we have uh, Jonathan Glover who plays... Um, lionel Lionel luther Luther. who is one of the best characters in the show i'm just gonna say that straight out like Mm -hmm. he is well
1: he's also one of the best actors in the show it's
0: true even though he he was in uh um uh batman and robin (laughs) (laughs) uh but
1: i mean i i there were a lot of good (laughs) actors who were in batman
0: i know (laughs) but that's a permanent stain on his record Uh, but yeah, Jonathan Glover is <laughs> Lionel Luther. We'll talk about him when uh, he comes in more. But he is a fantastic character. Probably one of the best in the show.
1: I felt like the first scene... And, and Smallville is really heavy-handed with a lot of its... Um, a lot of its uh, kind of conveyance yeah, it's of it's story. True. But I felt like they did a good job of displaying the character who... You know, will, will kind of shape Lex into who yes. he becomes, theoretically. But more than that... Um, I think they do a really good job of just introducing the villain of the show. Um, Because I feel like that's kind of what Lionel is. Like, he is out-and-out the ever-present villain who is a sensible, believable, um, you know, corporate America representative who essentially makes the Lex Luthor of this Yeah, he... And he does a really good job. He's very much
0: the uh, prototype... uh, Lex Luthor, uh, yeah, he is actually, like, the main villain in one form or another throughout uh, pretty much the entire show. Um, uh,
1: Well, well, the first half of
0: it. Yes, so uh, he comes back in season 10 um, in a certain form as the villain. Uh, uh, Something really cool that I noticed um, is unintentional foreshadowing – Which is just a cool Easter egg originally, but considering how big of a deal Green Arrow becomes on this show, um, the thing with the Queen's boat going down—I was like, that's really cool that you chose that thing, just because it it fits now in the entire universe instead of, you know, anything else. Except
1: that the timing's way off, but otherwise, yes.
0: Whatever. There's so many problems with this show. I'll just—I was like, eh, that's cool enough. I'll—I'll let it slide.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I did enjoy the kind of introduction to, um, Smallville that we get though with, mm-hmm. uh, with, um, John Schneider, yes. another yes. tool who play, um, uh,
0: Jonathan and Martha Kent and are to date my favorite iterations of those characters.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like Schneider, uh, yeah, John Schneider Jonathan. will forever to
0: me, like embodies the ideal Jonathan Kent of this very he is, a, he is a flawed character, but yet he's such a great father figure for Clark, because he has such good ideals, and that's one of the things I love about also Superman, is the fact that since he's not human, but wants to be, he embodies our ideals, but can actually live up to them, unlike us.
1: I also would like to point out, though, that there's like a slight kind of disparity in the way that Jonathan can't act in the show, in my, in my opinion. Um, based just upon the fact that um, w- we witness him within like this the same uh, episode, you know, he goes from you you see his disdain for the Luthers, his distaste for the Luthers, his his idea that um, that uh, Lex is evil based just on the fact that his father is Lionel and his last name is Luther, um, to being. Somehow, like th- this uh, very open-minded individual who t- is totally convinced that aliens do in fact exist, that his son is one, um, and uh, that his son can be a wonderful person regardless of whoever this alien race was. Like, there's, there's, to me, there's just a, a distinct separation between the that kind of open mindedness that he shows and the closed mindedness and stubbornness that he has elsewhere. But I I can also I can understand how it is like rectified in the character. It's just an odd disparity. It it is,
0: but I feel like I feel like I don't know. I always felt like it worked as a character flaw. Like like
1: I I Yeah no and it it makes a lot more sense for the Lex Luthor in this Mm -hmm. show. Um, his mindset and the psychosis that he builds up makes a whole lot more sense um, with Jonathan's very human interaction with him uh, where Lex, you know, just wants a dad and Jonathan is the prime candidate Um, and uh, in a sense you can look at it like he is the only father figure really that exists in Lex's life and that uh, Clark always ends up being the favorite son sort of thing. Um,
0: (laughs) Though. Lionel Lionel is a father figure. He's a very bad father figure. Uh, Also, something I I found very interesting that I don't think ever comes up again. But uh, there's definitely this this thing when the show starts. So the show starts with Jonathan and Martha going to a flower shop to pick up flowers, in which we also uh, meet uh, uh, Lana Lang as a three-year-old girl. And And her her aunt, aunt, who apparently has the hots for uh, Jonathan.
1: Or, or did, did at some, some point.
0: point,
1: and is very <laughs> he's bitter very about it. Very bitter
0: about it, and the, the I like I, I don't know why this annoyed me so much, but there's this one part where they're like, they're like he's getting flowers, and he's getting like simple tulips flowers for his wife, and he's like, oh, wouldn't you like a tiger legally? Like, there's so much more exotic, and being like herself, like oh, I'm so exotic. I'm like, girl, you live in small town Kansas, and you never moved out of your home, s- home. Um, town like don't give this. You're an exotic thing. What you like? Spend one year abroad in France, and now you think you're like the most cultured person ever.
1: I don't know. Uh, Yeah, there was there's a beautiful little slight there. But um, the instantly annoyed me. I was like, shut up, lady. (laughs) (laughs) Um, to me, it was kind of just like another part of. Making Smallville feel like a like a real yeah. place. I mean, it, it it's called Smallville, and I was going to to talk about how that name is kind of goofy. But I've been to plenty of places that were named really weird things. I just I like how. Um, well, to be fair, we're we both Schneider, from in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, there are some really. There's Mars.
0: Places. There's intercourse. There's. <laughs> we got some weird
1: town names. Um so there's John Schneider though does a really good job even just the way he says the word Smallville you're like I honestly believe this is just a little town in Kansas um and I thought that that was one of the things that the WB did really well with the show was that um it felt like a place it felt um like you know I mean, there was a suspension yeah. of disbelief, of course. But uh, as I'm watching through right now, I'm watching through The X-Files, which is a show that um, you know pre- predates Smallville by about uh, uh, seven years, um, I think. Uh, is, uh, has a, a, they're, they're both of a similar quality. Like, you're like, I, I believe that this could be taking place somewhere in the world, um, just because uh, the, the locales, the way that people treat each other. The
0: was very good
1: hmm and the locations that they got and the um the uh, cinematography in a lot of places the, the the post-production that they have in the earlier seasons is all a lot higher yes. value um, <laughs> um
0: also the the sound editing is apparently very good yeah um, because that is the only thing that the show uh, has ever won an Emmy for and it won it a few times
1: that's kind of awesome <laughs> um yeah the the fun part is of course hearing the the songs that were playing in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, was some, yeah, I was uh, gonna say, yeah, again. It's
0: just early 2000s, I guess. I guess I mean there is some uh, some 90s, yeah, some of the some yeah, of the some music of the 90s, though. Right, gets, bleeds in. in there.
1: Um, but uh, I I I definitely that was the aspect that I was impressed yeah. by as we're watching it and meteors start yeah, raining it, down at It feels like a,
0: a small uh, 25,000 population city. That's yeah, town I guess. Uh, 45,000 after the time, after when we get into the the normal time.
1: The time skip.
0: I don't, I don't feel like you would really call it a time, is it really a time skip if it's its actual like normal timeline it takes place in?
1: (laughs) Okay, fair, fair. Well, um, I feel like, I don't know, because it's presented originally as that date and then it says now the present day. So you could look at it as a flashback. Yeah, I feel like, I
0: feel, okay, I'm talking like, very technical terms here i feel like it's technically a flashback more than a time skip but that's yeah. because like i feel like a time yeah.
1: it's not framed yeah. as yeah, a time so skip.
0: I'm technically but, moving uh, on
1: <laughs> i mean it's not it's not framed as a flashback yeah. which is the only right. reason that i would uh I, I'm, say oh it's like a time skip but then you're just and then here's the actual show yeah, guys I'm sure there's a there's a um,
0: term for that i don't know um i guess technically I guess technically, like, in my mind, like, I'm used to, like, when, like, anime or manga does a time skip, and, like, it's, like, in mm. the middle of the show, and it's, like, now several years later, and all these things have happened to these characters, which is much more... Sure. Um, uh, oh, okay, so, uh, so yeah, so, uh, they go there, and, um, we get the setup that, you know, they really want to have kids, but are unable to, um, very well. I, I have to say, something I, I got watching this show... Um, is it's actually really good at setting up its characters and their motivations. Um, the dialogue can be a little ham-fisted at times, but it was still very good at, like, oh, yeah. instantly being, I know who this character is, and I know what they want out of life. And it, it, it does make sense that their actions then all fall into uh, this category. Sure. Um. So, yeah. So, uh, they start driving away. Um, we see Lex and his father making a deal with well, his father, because Lex is uh, I don't know eight at this point. I think five, seven. <laughs> Age is weird in Smallville. We'll get into that. Um, uh, and he walks off into the woods and he finds this guy who's tied up and has an S painted on his shirt. Uh, not his his skin. He's, his skin. He's,
1: he's he's basically hung as a yeah, scarecrow yeah. in a field. Um, and it's painted on his chest. He's got nothing but his boxers yeah, on.
0: Um, which I will admit, if I was like. I don't know, five, six years old, and I was in a cornfield, and I just, I just heard somebody, you know, being like, "Help me!" Help. That would be scary. <laughs> um,
1: uh, but he doesn't have any time to because, react to it, which is fantastic. Because
0: meteorites strike and decimate the the town, um, a very good bit of it, at least. Uh, strike all around, um, and uh, they fall. Um, and we see, uh, Lana, uh, waving to her parents who are, um, kaboomed right in front of her by a meteorite across the street.
1: Yeah, that's not traumatizing. No, uh,
0: though her parents have apparently, like, zero survival instinct. <laughs> Cause, they're just, like, yeah. standing there,
1: like, <laughs> they looking stand at the stand meteorite at the meteor. coming
0: towards them. Like, there's no yeah. way we're going to run. The
1: the, block, the blocking was terrible for that, there's yes.
0: There's a meteor coming, Well. Prepare to be an orphan, daughter! Kaboom! <laughs> like, like, it's not like, oh, there's a meteor coming! We should we should run! We should try and take safety! No, I'm just gonna stand here and stare at it! Yeah. So, blown up in front of her, which is traumatizing. Um, which I feel like doesn't actually come up nearly as much as it should. I feel like in a better show it would.
1: So, the the thing that. It strikes me is you've got um you've got immediate like so the immediate setup for everything is, yep. is pretty good right so you've got you know lana loses yep. her parents so that we understand how horrible her life is um lex loses all right. his hair so that Which we understand how horrible. Utterly his disgusts
0: is. his father
1: <laughs> yeah well that that actually went yeah. really good no I, um, i'm not complaining because that tells you so
0: much about the Coldwell's... character
1: <laughs> I love the way that they ha- they write Glover, I love the way that he, pl- uh, that, that he played that whole character. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, and then you get the, you know, Snyder Sh- Sh- and O'Toole, who get their truck uh, flipped by a meteor while they're driving. You know, they wake up, they find a kid, and instantaneously they're just like, fine, somehow, despite the fact that their tr- truck was flipped, right? Like, you know, no serious injuries or anything, and then they just walk out and... Then they just gently accept uh, alien existence um, as they find his spaceship. That's true. Um, Very, very... I mean, they do witness some weird stuff with the
0: child. I also don't, like... I I don't know if immediately they're, like, aliens. I feel like they're, like... Like, I feel like they probably... That's a guess, but they're, like, he came from somewhere or something. So... And he looks... Uh,
1: He looks... I was going to say, Sh- Schneider's character, I mean, Kent, Kent later in the show, Jonathan Kent, makes it pretty clear what he thinks. Well, I'm not saying after I have um, had time
0: to think about it, but I mean, the child looks yeah. completely human. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's understandable that at first you would be like...
1: It was just, it was a little bit of an odd thing, I felt. Um, But, but, uh, so we time skip into... Modern day. Our well... The freshman year of of yes. high school.
0: So uh, we skip to 2001 times. Uh, it
1: was a great um, time.
0: And since uh, a ye- uh, since we know that
1: oh, lots of angsty music. Uh,
0: homecoming is happening. Um, we know that it's probably it's supposed to be taking place in the spring of that year. One with yeah, if, if it if it's being held. Um, well, it would also explain other things. So, Clark is probably 16 at this point, would be my guess. It's supposed to be.
1: It, wait, it, so, so it, it takes place in the spring yes. of the year, which, which makes sense, right? Because the, all of the corn is higher than a man's head.
0: Homecoming is technically usually held in the spring. <laughs> That's what I'm going off of. They are... <laughs> that is what I'm guessing. Okay. Um, it could...
1: Time is it, janky and small, Time well, is janky and small, uh, It's all the kryptonite. It's all the kryptonite.
0: There you go! <laughs> kryptonite! That's how we explain everything in this show. Kryptonite! So <laughs> kryptonite makes the corn grow weird in, in Kansas. It grows... Uh, well, because it... Either that, or he was held back a year because otherwise it's suggested that he has his driver's license. Well, let's see. What is Kansas? Let's see if I can see what is Kansas driver license laws. Because maybe there
1: beats the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> we're looking up the driver laws in Kansas to make sense of Smallville. Fantastic. Um. um uh.
0: Okay, it's 16. Meanwhile, it is, he misses the Right, bus it is supposed to be. It's 16. sixteen now. I don't know what about two thousand one was because they've aged them up a few times in a few different states. So, yeah. So it was
1: probably thirteen years old. You could drive if you think about. Well, it.
0: Well, also a lot of those farming communities, it's not nearly as important. Like they're like, <laughs> you gotta drive because <laughs> no, yeah, you yeah. have work. So, then you drive the tractor all the time, and this is ridiculous. These driving laws, um, they don't really care as much. So. so uh, 14 15 or 16 because he's in freshman year of college so uh, of high school Uh, so i'm going with 16 because he's driving that's my assumption and uh he's being played by a 24 year old actor at this point
1: tom welling who who has a baby face he
0: does but i at no point would go "Mm, you're a 16 year old
1: i could i could believe that he was a senior
0: like if you're like this character
1: well they also try to convince us that he's a geek
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the two. I mean, like Tom Welling is way too good looking, and and this and guy's Jock not popular. Okay, form. he's not he's totally unpopular. He'd, he'd be not popular. Uh, with the nerds but to be fair all three of the people who are presented to us as nerds
0: well our main, all our main character nerds there are other nerds that are shown that are yeah, yeah that are disgusting yeah. but the main nerds that are you like
1: oh yeah yeah that guy that guy i know that guy but um uh <laughs> but the the main characters you're like they're all <laughs>
0: unbelievable they're all yeah.
1: the kind of people um so yeah so I don't care if they were the people who sat in the, the D&D group with the real nerds. They are the all the people who could walk it's the line. True.
0: Oh, uh, going back, uh. I'm, just, I'm just looking over. I took notes for this actually. <laughs> There's one really stupid, the, the when they do find Clark though, uh, inside of the thing, mm-hmm. they have the dumbest line there oh, okay. where uh, he goes, he's like, we, or Jonathan's like to Martha and he goes like, well we can't keep her. What are we going to tell people? We found him? And then she goes, no. We didn't find him. He found us. And I'm like, that he doesn't answer him. the question!
1: <laughs> it, it, it doesn't answer the question. That, it's supposed to be her glassy eyes. And it, it makes sense for her does. character. It's, it's legit. Although, I, I don't know what the problem would be. I'm sure there were plenty of right, orphans like, after that well, event.
0: They didn't know that. Like I don't think like they knew the extent. Like I think all they knew was one meteorite fell. And I believe... <laughs>
1: The point would be, in that situation, you could be like, you know, as a kid wandering around, legitimately wandering around without any parents. Wait. We tried to find the parents, and then we adopted him when we couldn't. Yeah, I,
0: I'm, I'm, which is kind of what, 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 it's, it's, what I was The say, show says that's what happens anyway.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, it wasn't a difficult right. thing to really right. get Right, through especially so. after they... I mean... Her... If you expect her to be sensible right after nearly being hit by a meteor, finding a naked child in the middle of a field, and then stumbling yeah. onto a spaceship. Uh,
0: but anyway, the reason I, I bring up the, the whole age disparity is I feel like it really hurts the show. Because watching this, I went... these The actions of the teenage characters make sense if I'm looking at them and I'm like, I'm expecting you to act like a 15, 16-year-old. And if they're like on paper, that makes sense. Like Their actions make sense for 15 and 16-year-olds. But when I'm looking at a 20-year-old, and my mind is automatically like, no, I expect you to behave like an adult irrationally. Like, I, I, I'm I, looking at him, and I'm like, I'm expecting you to act like a 20-year-old. But as a 16-year-old, everything he does makes sense. and
1: To a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For, for a
0: teenager, I mean... I've, like teenagers, like that's a weird time in everybody's life and yeah. everything, and yeah. uh, you are unable to make correct decisions. I was an st- idiot as a teenager. I mean, <laughs> uh, fair
1: enough. I, I like we I, I, like going through the periods. Yes, there are lots of silly things that go on, and people aren't smart when they're no, they're teenagers. All you um, have is
0: raging hormones and emotions to make decisions, and no life experience. <laughs>
1: there's just my my issue with it was is like as a teenager like even if i'm going to suspend my disbelief that these persons are not in fact 20 years age or more um these persons don't fit the bill for the characters that they are supposedly playing like i don't know anyone who could look at any version of clark kent and say yeah that guy's an ugly duckling um and it it doesn't hold here either yeah you know um it doesn't, like, even if he is that quiet guy in the corner, he's still the guy that there was some girl or other going, you know, oh, he's cute. Well, yeah, um, but I
0: feel like there are several girls who are like, oh, he's I, cute. But it's very much like he's got eyes sure. for one person. And so...
1: He does. That's kind um, of what I
0: think made him blind to all the attention. And I've I've known that person, so that happens.
1: Sure. Um
0: also he has a and then in the so, first episode.
1: Yes! I saw that I'm like that never he never uses Whoa. it, it never comes up again. I don't remember seeing it ever really? again, but it's on okay. his backpack.
0: And then it disappears. So maybe uh it was it was a birthday gift for somebody, or he was borrowing it. A friend of his, a friend of his left <laughs> it at the barn and he was returning it. That's that's the explanation. <laughs>
1: but i love when he misses the bus and and the the introduction to his superpowers i thought was was really cool um because you don't actually see him doing anything um which i thought was really important because i mean that later on when they try to do that um it it, in a lot of ways falls apart at different scenes um i think the most successful instances are when like his super speed is just he's here then he's there and, which is, um, I think, their favorite superpower is you know, his
0: super speed in this show.
1: Oh, yeah. By far. Well, it's the easiest to it's represent, true. though. But they do
0: a really good job. Like um, It's oddly when you don't see his powers like any, with any special effects, it works the yeah. best. Or or very minimal special effects. It it works the best. Yeah. Uh, and we also get introduced I... to two of the other main characters, uh, which is...
1: Who, I think, they're both written for the show, no, right? Pete
0: Ross isn't. Pete Ross is... Um, in the
1: comics, Pete Ross isn't a character. Uh, okay, which, um, so
0: P. Ross is a character. Oh
1: yeah, he's he's
0: like yeah he's he's yeah he's yeah he's supposed to be his childhood best friend. He's, he's an old, old yes. friend, um, right?
1: So that makes sense. It's legit. Um, and then uh, yes, Chloe. Uh,
0: yes. Who is one of the best characters in the show? Uh,
1: Alice. Uh, honestly, uh, Alice, yeah, Alice. My favorite Alice thing to come out of the show.
0: Chloe and, uh. Somebody the
1: th- She's third adorable.
0: plays Pete, and I have no idea because he leaves after a couple seasons.
1: Sam there, Jones, there you the go. Third. Sam Jones
0: the third. Good old IMDb.
1: Um, but yes. Uh, yes. Allison well, I don't feel like these two are great characters, both of them. Although I think Chloe shines.
0: Yeah, more I don't. I. I honestly, cannot Pete remember does. Pete's personality
1: at all. <laughs> like. Uh. Yeah. Like, well but he's he's supposed to be the like fly on the wall sort of character. Yeah. I, I Um which is weird.
0: Okay, so I know you haven't watched it, but I've watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Which is m a... I've watched part part of part of it. it but it, of. it which is a much much better show. Even if I have gripes with it, it is it still is a much, much better show. The show is trying to be Buffy so bad. <laughs> um it was it oh. was on it was on the same network Buffy was a huge Saxon success, and this show is trying to do it so bad without Josh Whedon. (laughs) Um, Because you have Superman, who's supposed to be the Buffy character, who is extremely attractive, wants to get involved in these school events, but is constantly can't because of their life, their life, uh, other superhero duties happening around them, Um, and is extremely. it's extremely good-looking, but we're supposed to believe that is not approached because people think that they're weird for one reason or another.
1: I I like the, the way that they play this, though, and I don't know how, how Buffy, Buffy kind does of uh, engenders engenders the idea of uh, her, her yeah. duty necessarily. But I love the way that Jonathan Kent is like, you have he, – he gives him sort of that Spider-Man, you know, with great yeah. power comes great responsibility sort of thing. But it, it's believable, it's legit, it's like, I totally get this, yeah. um, and uh, it, it, it's it's a reasoning that I accept.
0: Yeah. And he eventually does
1: get into sports. Yeah.
0: Um, well, well, that's, oh yeah, that's a big thing in the first episode, is he wants to go out for sports, but Jonathan won't let him, because he's afraid that, in the heat of the moment, he may show off his powers.
1: Heat and, heat of the moment. Or, or hurt, hurt somebody, somebody or, and, heaven forbid. Yeah.
0: Um, you know because
1: because they don't know the full extent i was i was i was going to make a
0: comparison to um, man of steel and then i was like that's a rabbit hole that that'll be
1: <laughs> that's a rabbit hole for you because i just don't care
0: anyway that'll be a whole but thing. that'll be a whole
1: it's been mentioned before that you're more superman yes. um... oriented
0: um Anyway, so we get introduced, uh so yeah, so Smallville um is trying to be Buffy. Uh Pete is definitely they're trying to make into the Xander character where it's just the the normal best friend who's there and he wisecracks and stuff and he's just like your average person. And then Chloe
1: That would be weird cuz Xander has a relationship with or wants to have a relationship well, I mean, with Buffy, doesn't it? Yeah, he?
0: but it's not perfect like I'm just saying like the archetype (laughs) like not every detail but like their archetypes are the same and then Chloe is the uh, very beautiful but doesn't know it nerd who has all the computer skills like Willow and eventually develop Mm. except she
1: does want to have a relationship that's true they
0: just that makes more sense though that they flip those around to different to the properly um, attracted gender characters whatever moving on uh, so they get introduced, they're having a bet that Clark will miss the bus, which he does, uh, and Pete wins. Which I don't know if that's the best introduce oh. to the character, because I'm like, that's kind of a douchey thing for friends to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they're kind of introduced as a little bit of, like, a, a, a jocular kind yeah. of group. Like, it's it seems suggested to me that Pete and Chloe are closer than Clark is to any of them. Like, Clark... Yeah is kind of established as more of like the lone wolf um who is pining over lana uh in his own little world chloe is looking in wishing that she could be lana in that scenario and uh pete is like trying to get chloe's attention so that you have you know a nice triangle for tension and next
0: four parts in it so i think that's like a
1: it's it's a it's triangle a with a with it's an a web outlying point.
0: Because
1: because Lana's with yes. Whitney, but then there's some kind of interest I in Clark. Like. So it's like it's like two overlapping triangles. Yeah, Ooh, Whitney. Like, oh, you like the guy who decides to hang Clark up in the field as a scarecrow? I'm not saying,
0: I'm not saying he's a perfect. <laughs> character going there. No. But I was just saying, like, <laughs> no, like I, as far as the uh, douchebag with the girl that I like character goes, he's actually pretty likable. Uh. That was that was more where I was going with that. Um, yeah, like, um, especially as you get to know him as it goes on, like, he gets better. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Uh, so um, so we we get introduced to chloe and to pete um and uh then we skip forward to when uh to when they get at school Meet Lana? oh yeah oh yeah okay. yeah we get wait no no i think it goes to school uh they go to the school and he meets up with them they're like how did you get here and he's like he took a shortcut and they just give him a look like whatever <laughs> like just gonna gonna move on from this.
1: They know shortcut now.
0: <laughs> They know something's up but they know that they're not gonna get anything out of Clark so they don't they don't, uh, they don't uh, push it at all. Press the uh, issue. Yes. Uh, and so uh, and we get the hint that Pete has feelings for Chloe and Chloe has feelings for Clark. Wow, wow. Which is somewhat subtle for this show actually.
1: Yeah, actually, the way that they do this, this whole scene probably has the most subtlety in it of any in the entire pilot, other than, like, maybe the scenes with Glover, because I feel like Glover is written really... Like, uh, Lionel Luther is written really well and with a great deal of subtlety to him, Um, typically. Sometimes he's heavy-handed, but for Mm -hmm. the most part, he's a little bit more circuitous about the way he can base his... Also,
0: Smallville likes its... um... It's operaticness sometimes. Let's put it let's say it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well a lot of the acting is is very uh overacted. Yes. Um, but, even my favorite characters a lot of times are very you know overacted. Which kind of works. Although Chloe and Lionel are probably two uh, and and Lex are some of the ones who at points get played with the, the yep. most depth to them and and I really yes. enjoy all of them. Anyway,
0: then we get introduced um, to Lana, who is played by uh, Kristen Crook, who I'm just gonna I don't think she's a good actress. I think she can do. Th- she's got a she's pretty, got a pretty face. face and she can do things well. She plays a bad guy. Well, and she plays a mom character. Well, those are the only things I've ever seen her do. Well, are those two things?
1: She She's okay in the first episode. Yeah. Um, I I felt like she she made a really she she was kind of like this semi flighty character who was uh, kind of uh, off in her own little world. Yeah. It, it was, felt like like she was more convincing to me in a lot of ways as a geek than the geeks were. <laughs> um, Right. But she's like she talks to her. Parents. Yeah.
0: But she's supposed to be this the beautiful head cheerleader <laughs> that, you know, every guy wants to be with the ideal girl next door.
1: Who is, in fact, the girl next door. Who is
0: actually Clark's over-the-street neighbor.
1: Um, (laughs) So, Uh, uh, the the part about the scene that's actually really great, though, because, I mean, it sets up all of those relationships. The part that I really liked, though, was how they introduced Crypto.
0: It's true. I'll give you that one. Um,
1: Because that was really cool, how he... He loses his balance when he's yep. around her because she's wearing a necklace that has a chunk of the meteorite that killed her parents, which happened to have kryptonite. Right. Um, is is of course the gem uh, that makes up the the necklace, and whenever he gets close to her, he feels right. ill. And I like that, that no one says it; it's not stated. Sure that they they put the camera on it enough so that you definitely know it's the rock's right. fault. But but it's it's this moment like in that moment you don't notice it until you get a good shot of her where she turns and you can see it sitting around her neck Yeah, um, and which, which uh, actually gives I me a possible that
0: really theory well that you know Clark doesn't realize that he's not in love with Lana he just gets like these tingly feelings every time that he's near her That <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just the meteorite sickness
1: that would be hysterical um but uh, since I really don't care to get into that necessarily, as far as just the Clark and Lana thing, because I feel like that's something we will probably beat you to will, death by the end um, of the show. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. yeah, I want to move forward. Um, right, and I don't know. We, we
0: get introduced.
1: What the? Oh uh, well, scene we also was. get introduced oh, to her we, boyfriend, we um, Whitney. Whitney. Uh, Whitney, played by who's a jock, consummate jock character.
0: Uh. Yeah, um, but, I mean, he doesn't seem like the worst human being on the face of the planet.
1: He's played by Eric Johnson. Looks a lot older he now. Does.
0: Um who was also Flash Gordon on that short-lived sci-fi show. Which is the other main thing I think huh. he's known for.
1: I did not even know him for that.
0: Yeah. That's the only other thing I know him Maybe from. Maybe I am Remus. Um,
1: I did not see the short-lived show. Uh,
0: I, so. I saw one or two episodes, and it wasn't the worst thing ever. Okay. Um, I can understand why people didn't like it, but yeah, it was okay. It was a very um, early 2000s sci-fi show. And mm-hmm. all that entails. Um, uh, yeah, so he, he meets up with uh, him... Uh, And then where does it go from there? What happens next? Does it skip to tryouts? I feel like it skips to the tryouts.
1: I have no idea. I I, like the the next point that I had in my bulletin was uh, the um, the the newspaper. But uh, that's just because that was the focal point that I really liked. So
0: Uh, I believe the next scene is. Yeah, he's watching uh, Lana at cheerleader practice because of course she's a cheerleader. Um, and he's trying out for the team. Uh, oh, right! It sets up the fact which... that they, they're trying out for the team because they don't want to be the scarecrow this year, which is apparently a yearly right. tradition. To uh, they find they take one of the fresh the 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 uh, football team takes one of the freshmen, strings up like a scarecrow, um, as we described earlier in the episode, strips him down to his boxers, and and paints an S on him.
1: Um, S for Smallville, of I course. For
0: scarecrow. I don't know. Uh, so. I'm just guessing here. Uh, so they they set it up that they, that's why they're trying out because they figure they won't choose one of their own. And Chloe has the response, proper response of that is messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's. It. I think the literal line is, well, that's years of therapy waiting to happen. Which is why yes. Chloe is best character. Uh, yeah. So I I don't remember what happens next after that. Do they go to the newspaper?
1: Uh, well, you see Pete trying yeah. out and and such. Um, I don't know. I think uh, Clark all dejectified walking oh, home yeah. gets hit by a oh, car yeah, after yeah, that. That's, that's, but that's what happens. Yep, he's walking support.
0: home dejected. and uh,
1: So, well, we, we get to see yes. Lex, who is pissed at his dad because dad has sent him off to little old smallville which is a backwater town where he feels like he's going to rot for the rest of his life
0: Uh, he feels trapped and he doesn't have any options um and so he is he's driving along uh in and uh his cell phone rings so he goes to pick it up and um Barbed wire falls off of a truck and he hits it and it makes his car go flying out of control. And he smashes into Clark and goes off the bridge into a river, which is actually that stunt was really cool looking. I'm like, I see why they kept using this again and again. Like that was actually a really cool looking stunt. Uh, But Clark is just fine and he manages to save Lex.
1: It doesn't make any sense. You'd think Superman would have trouble getting hit by a car.
0: Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, so uh, he gets hit, and he he saves... Less
1: from the car by tearing off the car's roof and pulling the guy out.
0: And pulling him out. And he's like, don't you die on me! And I felt like, I was like, why is this so dramatic? You just met this guy. Like... (laughs) Like I, I, on one hand, you I could like I was making I could make the argument that it's like showing that his character is just like he really cares about saving people and like it would just be like he just like so cares about any person that he's like you know like it's his first save. Um, But
1: it was it was a little bit of an odd yeah. line in its personable. <laughs> yeah, like, Don't you die
0: on me, guy who I never met who almost killed me because he was driving too fast. I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it might have it, it. might have been better for something like "Don't die, don't die, yeah, don't die" I mean, or, like, or freaking like, out like, don't you or something. Die on me,
0: like I was like, "Why is this personal? Why, why do you care so much?" <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, he's but he he manages to do CPR because he knows CPR. Um.
1: He's a great yeah. guy.
0: Um, and doesn't break his sternum, so that's good.
1: Well, yes, especially since he has superpowers.
0: Uh, So he made it just to save uh, Lex. Um, And so Lex is like, thank you. And his dad shows up and he's like, hey, your son's great. I'm so sorry this happened. Thank you. And Jonathan's like, forget you. You're a Luther. I hate you.
1: Because you drive fast and run over parked wire. I mean, to be fair, that scene was really funny because you can tell that they were making a comment about uh, cell phones, uh, answering your cell phone, or looking at your cell phone while driving, um, because of how much they focus on the cell phone <laughs> as he runs over the barbed wire. Like it is center well, frame the well, whole time. Well, my question
0: is: is that the uh, is that the eating the apple of TV? Like, was they trying to do the same thing? Like, you know, like how like in.
1: Movies, I have no movies, idea. or TV
0: shows—anytime that they want to show that a character's a jerk, they have him eat an apple.
1: Really? Yeah. Every fantastic. time, like they're
0: like, "Hey, we want this character to seem like a jerk. Here's a, have him eat an apple or a piece of fruit while he's talking and doing this thing. It's a thing. So, I, was,
1: I guess if you're talking while yeah, eating, yeah, I don't know. It's it's it's, just, a, it's a trope. That shows you're a jerk because of social like, niceties not being a thing I guess, apparently. It,
0: uh, it, but, uh, so that happens and they, they go back to the so farm and there's a truck. Yeah. It,
1: it, I know. Probably not that it, soon.
0: I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I don't, I I don't, don't remember. I don't remember.
1: Yeah. After this point, we get all yeah. jumbled up.
0: Uh, we're just going to go as far as we remember things by level of importance. But yeah, so he gets a truck cause Lex wants to send him a gift for, uh, saving his life.
1: And, and then we find he, out why Jonathan hates Luthers. Luthers. So, so what's, what's going on is we've had it set up in a single scene that there's um, housing that's going in in Smallville. Um, There was, there was a, there was a billboard that says that there's housing going in and it's going to make Smallville a better place. We know that Lionel, um, based on what Jonathan says, is buying up lots of land. um, And what he's doing is essentially making deals with the farmers to buy their land. um, But then he goes back on the deal after he's got the land and he evicts the farmers. Um, and this does not sit well at all with yeah, Jonathan, think... um, who believes that a man's word is his right. character.
0: Um, and so he won't let Clark take the the, the car because it's dirty money. Yeah, yeah. basically. Um, it, like, I think like in his mind which, if you kind of remember, like it'd be like taking like a gift from like a mob person, is kind of I feel like a good analog, yeah. and he's like, "You don't do yeah. that." Like, and I also like the one part where he goes, "Like I saved his life," and Jonathan goes, "So that thinks that you deserve, uh, you deserve a reward for that. Like you deserve to be rewarded for just doing the right thing." And I was like, "That was a cool moment. I liked that line." Yes, yes, that was
1: that was a really yeah. great setup to Jonathan's yeah. mentality. Yeah, and
0: it was a very good, like, it was a very good, like, you see the the ideals that he's kind of been trying, he tries to install. And so uh, Clark has to go and he has to return the, the car to Lex, uh, which he gives him the keys and no one else goes with him. So I'm assuming he drove it over there himself.
1: Beats the that tar is, out of me. Maybe he maybe, drug it.
0: Yeah, or maybe he just went over with the keys. I'm not sure. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, I, my guess is that he drove it over. I'm guessing he's 16. I'm going to say he's 16 because that's what I'm I'm, I'm assuming it's 16 and this is happening in the fall until proven wrong later in episodes
1: fall or Uh, spring spring. yeah right it's because uh
0: because that's when homecoming happens in most parts of the united states uh (laughs) so uh we see that uh lex also has anger issues
1: oh you mean when he whips the (laughs) the fencing blade across the room after losing a match that was the best. I I loved that whole scene. I'm like, oh, look someone else who rages at games.
0: So he he whips the blade. It goes boom into the wall right next to right next to Clark cuz he just turns and he throws it cuz no one else is supposed to be in the house cuz Clark broke in. Right. And he's like
1: and, and, you know, it's it's very yep. quickly established that Lex has no care for the house yep. whatsoever. He is a total rich boy. Even after his near-death experience, the uh, material world means little to him because he's got way too yes. much money. Um,
0: uh, and it sets up more of, like, the idea of his dad because his dad shipped over this mansion all the way from Scotland stone by stone just to show off that he could now.
1: Quote, because he yeah. can. Uh,
0: so... Um... <sighs> He returns it, and the basic thing of uh, is like uh, is Clark's like it's nothing against you. It's just my dad won't let me take it, and he's like, well, I hope that that doesn't interrupt our friendship or whatever. If
1: you... Yeah, I, I don't want any anything to come in be- between right, our friendship, right. which I thought was okay. So this was one of the best things that I think the show did, and I don't know if they knew that they were doing it or not. I assume that they did because it was well done. Um they are just playing with the disparity, the fact that everyone watching knows who Lex Luthor is. We all know that Lex is a bad guy, right? right? But they're playing him in such a way as he looks like a really good dude and he's engendering himself as a friend. So we have dissonance between the character we know and the character that we're seeing that creates an expectation and an anticipation of, okay, when's all this go south? Yes um they also have it set up really great where he talks about his near-death experience and you see the beginnings of ambition created yep. in the character so if i didn't know the rest of smallville didn't know the lex luther that i liked that the show did i would be really interested if this was just my first time watching this to see because i think that they've just set up a really great arc that defines the journey from this uh lex luther from playboy uh good for nothing to the man who would be president um and the man who would you know slay gods so to speak uh as he combats i I used to actually
0: be like oh this is ridiculous clark kent knew super uh lex luther and clark kent knew each other in superman and all this stuff but actually that actually happened that was actually their original backstory was that um uh Oh, yeah cool. it was actually it was it was Superboy. it wasn't clark kent but he was from smallville and he was a scientist mm-hmm. um and long story short uh he um, he does something stupid that um he's a scientist his lab goes super uh man saves him uh super saves him but he doesn't do it exactly right and so um he loses all of his hair and he blames um he blames Superboy for that. Uh, he actually, he was originally like a huge Superboy fanboy before this. Uh, oh, okay. And he's like, it's all your fault that I lost my hair because you did it this way, and I hate you now forever because of it. Um, along with you see, well, that's a great uh, reason well, to be he a also villain. Also has uh, he's also extremely ambitious too. So there's the stories of that. So the come <laughs> together, yes. uh, head into uh more of when he was a evil scientist version of Lex Luthor than the businessman that screws you that's kind of become the version of lex we know and somewhat love love to hate uh fine and enjoyable as a villain
1: so um at some point in here i don't know if it's quite here um we're introduced to the villain of the episode uh which is where most of my personal grapes come in <clears throat> but uh, the villain of the episode, who also establishes for us kind of the villainous the villain of the week. Uh, path, like the path, the path of the sh- that the show is going to take, with where they introduce a villain that exists for a single episode, um, is dealt with, uh, and, and kind of supposedly fuels character growth. Um, this villain is uh, a complete
0: taking the the X Files.
1: Yes, very much so. Formula um, or Supernatural, which is another show that is. Uh, uh, contemporary I, I don't know Contemporary yeah. to yeah. show. <laughs> um, I have
0: to admit like um, uh, Supernatural when it is Individual um, Individual monsters I find enjoyable I hate it's overarching story plots Though mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well the, the, the uh, it, Honestly what I would do uh, to anyone Who cares uh, is suggest watching About the first three seasons of that show Which are enjoyable And uh, then stop it because after that, uh, it goes a completely different direction. I believe it was also bought by CW. the uh, CW, um, which. No,
0: I think it was always. Uh, I thought it was always on the CW.
1: I could be uh, wrong. Anyway, um, well, I don't, when you I, I don't know. talk about the villain. I'll, I'll go look enough. that up. Um, so, this this villain uh, is introduced to us. Um, we're introduced to the idea that uh, through introduction to kryptonite, which is of course an alien substance from the planet Krypton, humans can be mutated. Um, and there's a suggestion that this guy got super lightning powers the the, the explanation is is really low. Um, we just know that we get to watch him shock a guy to death
0: for this one uh, a lot of the other ones are explained better
1: the the reasoning is always kind of goofy though it's like it's like uh yeah. what uh which which age of comic books did the goofy stuff is that the golden age or the silver age that's silver, silver age. age okay
0: silver Age is, is the high science can do everything and we're super optimistic that's what kind of makes the okay. silver age well silver this age. Uh,
1: this uh, this is it's the villains of this show are really more like silver age kind of kind of villains or x-files villains really um
0: yeah i would say i would say more they're
1: x-files, they're X-Files, X-Files monsters because they're not they're like yeah. Uh, except with less explanation than even the x files tries to give um, it's
0: it's meteorites when they land they're full of radiation and depending on it's what's around it can do we, it can it's magic it, yeah. it can do whatever the writers yeah, need it's it it's do, a which little, I, I understand it's like you, that you, you,
1: fine you, line between the, it's science or it's magic um
0: yeah they they're i i understand the need for that though like it that is it wasn't it was a fairly I would give it a somewhat clever rating of, you know, like a way to constantly come up with, with forces that he has to overcome. And
1: I just have problems with it, um, which I will finish as I talk about the demise of the villain, so to speak. And uh, so we, 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 we know this guy uh, from earlier in the episode. He's the dude who was the first scarecrow that we saw um, from from the the childhood, Lex's childhood, where he sees the guy and then the meteorite comes down and boom, and uh, the world is shaking out. So he hasn't, this, this guy with lightning powers hasn't aged a day from the time when Lex saw him there. Um, and he's mad at all of those, you know, uh, jocks who put him up in the field and he's hunting them down and killing them for it. Um, he only kills one that I know of, or hurts him badly anyway. He electrocutes a man. You, you, that, is, that is never resolved. We never find out what really happens there uh, other than that a man is electrocuted. Presumed dead. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I don't think I'm missing anything when I say uh, he's going to attack the homecoming.
0: Uh, no, you. There is. It suggested that I, I got the suge- I got the feeling that it was suggesting that he took out all three other ones because I think that's how they. Uh, well, Whitney was how, one of the
1: other kids in the picture. Oh no, he couldn't have been. Yeah, because it was yeah, so no, long.
0: It yeah, it was because because uh, they take out the other three, and that's that's how they find the connection. Mm. Um, and that's when Chloe introduces right. Clark to, as she calls it, the wall of weird. It, it's been suggested, as she says, she says earlier in the episode, like, you guys may be, everyone else may be pretending like nothing weird happens in this show, but I am, because they uh, pretty much gave her Lois Lane motivation for the first uh,
1: Yeah, essentially, Chloe takes the, the part of Lois Lane. Um, the The writers knew that Lois couldn't exist at this point so i think they wrote her in as kind of a substitute the problem is right they wrote her as straight lois lane um like to begin that's who she is uh which becomes a problem later when they try to introduce lois lane but uh what we do have is what i think was probably the coolest introduction that i could imagine to the idea that weird things are going on in smallville uh, which is the wall of weird where she comes in and she shows uh clark um what's his face um, Pete uh, says you know oh you've, you've got to show him after they start talking about oddball stuff happening um, and that's when she takes me in it's the wall of weird but the music right there right so so yeah. we know that this there's something very serious is being shown to us and it's very dark and it's very scary and I think this was the only time that I really recall in the entire show being like, oh this matters like later on the wall of weird is just kind of an excuse. That they use to be like monster of the week um but right there i was like oh wow this is like this is legit the x-files we've just walked into Mulder's office <laughs> like yeah. that's what's okay. happening here yeah so
0: the show is very much buffy the vampire slayer meets the x-files <laughs> it's
1: kind of it's kind of <laughs> what it is um and uh that was that was really the feeling i got and i was like oh so chloe is chloe's Mulder um and i was fine with that uh i love both of those characters and it's funny because of course the first time i watched the show i had no idea because i'd never seen the x-files right Um, and i knew nothing of buffy so this this was just a fun rewatching them.
0: yeah it's more that like we, we actually watched the show first and then we realized the shows that they were ripping off that did these concepts boring. yeah
1: <laughs> so that was really cool to me when we when we got that moment of gravitas where we're like oh wow and then of course we get the the teen angst moment where clark is like this is all you my well that you should have told me which is so goofy so goofy because he, he has that like twice in the episode like why didn't you tell me
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, like, well, that duh. one That one is goofy. The other one, I can kind of understand his meltdown, and we'll move to that next, Sorry. but this one, and then Chloe is just like, what, I gotta tell you everything about my life? Yeah. Like, so
1: she's people like, keep saying so she's just like,
0: no, <laughs> like, you're being ridiculous. Yeah, the other one is, there's a part where Clark shows his dad that he's now, that he's found out that he's, like, almost invincible because he pushes his arm down a wood chipper, and it's perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, and his dad's like, what are you doing? And he pulls his arm out, and it's just fine. He's like...
1: Yeah, which makes Jonathan's oh. reaction to Clark being run off the road by a car make a lot more sense, yeah. because yeah. Jonathan didn't know that yeah, he's they, invincible. Yeah, They don't. They know they don't that know he's know super strong, strong and they know that he's super yeah, fast. They know he's,
0: right, they know he's super strong and super fast, but they have no idea, like, how invincible he is. Yeah.
1: And then he sticks his arm in a chipper, which... Honestly, the whole time, I was just thinking, Clark, come on. You know you just ruined the blade on that thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is a fantastic grinding sound that happens. Yeah. There, that's thats all... I think that's during the car part, where they're arguing about the car.
1: Uh, yeah, well, something like that. It was either the car or...
0: Or another discussion right. later or something. And so... Uh, and so Martha and, and and Jonathan have this silent conversation where she just looks at him like,
1: Oh, crap. You gotta tell him.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. like, and he's like, okay. <laughs> um, uh, which is, I, I don't feel like I'm doing it justice. Like, it's actually really cool because you really get like the feeling uh, of like how great of a couple uh, they are. O'Toole and, as, like, small um, moments. yeah,
1: the, the, the pair of characters um, right there, Schneider and O'Toole, have yep. great chemistry.
0: So he goes up and he's like, talking um oh because we've also it's been established oh no this is where it establishes it i think or around here anyway uh clark likes to creepily watch lana through his telescope in his barn hangout
1: yeah he's
0: got, he's got a loft in the barn that's kind of his i think they already joke they very early jokingly call it his fortress of solitude which is his i think i think so yeah zone
1: which,
0: which is better than
1: the actual fortress of solitude when it gets introduced
0: that's true, <laughs> uh, and so he's creepily
1: like stalker, full-on stalker.
0: Yeah, it's it's just creepy. It's 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 in lot. no way
1: the cute that I think they meant it to be.
0: Yeah, No. and apparently the the telescope was Jonathan, and then he handed it down to Clark. Um, and there's some reason that's given for it. I forget. Um, I like so, they're talking about it. And yeah, just, he says that his father it was gave it
1: to him. Yeah. Um, although, incidentally, it was a really goofy scene in which the telescope was a gift in a very similar way to the truck being a gift to Clark. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that that was a wonderful disparity where he's like, I just came downstairs one day and there it was. And I'm like, uh, that was terrible. Why did your dad get you a telescope? You are in no way, or in no way to me, have you um, proved to in any way think anything about astronomy or to care about the outside world other than that your son probably came from there although jonathan does say that he studied the language on the little device that he hands clark so there's something more to this dude than i'm just a farmer
0: jonathan's not dumb; he just
1: no traditional i would say but there's there's this element to him like he totally accepts that clark is an alien um yeah. and he totally accepts that the he came here on a spaceship. He totally accepts yeah. that it's a language that is quote, quote not known to man. I don't know how he knows yeah. that. That's that's a lot of languages to go through. But um
0: Yeah, that's a lot of languages pre-internet. Like <laughs> dude, like that's like a lot of studying to do. Yeah, right? I
1: don't know that I necessarily trust him fully, but
0: he's like, "What's this?" and he's like, "Oh, it's this thing, and he goes. It's from your real parents, which nobody who ever adopted a a kid, whatever they call it, your birth parents. Yeah. Just, just no one. You're not like your real parents. Like no, you're his real parents. You mean his birth parents? Like whatever. Small gripe. I'll just.
1: I I t- um, feel it's legitimized.
0: He's like, "What are you saying? I'm from another planet?" And he's like, "Uh, what is my spaceship
1: hit up in, in, in the attic in the, in the attic?" Storm it's actually, which I
0: love. That <laughs> that moment was
1: pretty funny. I was like, oh, yeah. that was funny.
0: So they go down. He shows him his spaceship and tells him that you know we found you when you were a small boy and you came from another world. And that's the moment where he's like, you should have told me. And I'm like, this is him telling you. But I can also understand as a t- sixteen year old, like having your entire world shattered by that and like oh, having an over emotional reaction and not responding well to that news. Yeah, I'm like. I can I can give enough slack. Uh, and then he runs away and is in a graveyard to contemplate his new crisis of existence.
1: Because convenience. But
0: Lana gave her necklace to Whitney as uh, a good luck charm. Because the reason that she carries a, a trick of the meteorite that killed her family is because she goes... Because it's only cause it's only caused bad luck. There can only be good luck left inside of it. Because that, which totally I thought was kind of a cool idea.
1: Makes sense. I kind um, of, I
0: kind of, <laughs> I kind of makes, it it's, makes it's sense sweet. from like a cosmic it's balancing sweet. idea. She's it's like, I was one of those things. I'm like, I can see an overly, I can see an overly emotional 15 well, year old girl coming up with that. One of the, the
1: reasons that I like um, Lana, from at least this episode's perspective. Is that she's definitely kind of like uh, into like a more mystical kind of realm?
0: Oh yeah, so she's she's, a much more interesting character. She's like
1: a supernatural kind of like she believes in in things that you're like, oh, that's that's quaint. And she's definitely got this cute. She's definitely kind of a geeky, nerdy kind of person. Who you're sitting there going like. It's it, like she she's way more believable in her part because she is walking that line, you know, in in life. Right. The Which side. is
0: actually kind of interesting when you consider like her how we find out about her later connection to the occult. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in hindsight, uh, some of the accidental setups that we can claim. <laughs> We're in the cemetery. Clark's in the cemetery and we see Lana riding up on a horse uh, because it's the cemetery where her parents are. It's a very small cemetery also. Yes. Which, I mean, they happen. Uh, I live uh, not even, you know, a uh, hundred yards away from a small cemetery like that. Yeah. It's just in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so I can't be like it doesn't exist. <laughs>
1: well, and that was never my problem. Um, I did yeah, love man. the goofy moment where there is the, one the goofy
0: angel statue shot where there's the angel- of a weeping yeah,
1: angel that. in the background. Yeah, and Clark yeah, stands in yeah. front of it, and you, he's got wings.
0: Right, and he's got the wings.
1: That was that was hysterical.
0: Which, I, which, if I remember, which if I remember correctly, was done on on purpose. But it's still goofy as all get it, out.
1: It was done completely on purpose. That's obvious. I mean, it's obviously them being like,
0: "He's an angel."
1: But yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, but then we find out that uh, Lana comes to this graveyard to talk to her dead parents. Not creepy at all it makes sense there are people who do that
1: it's true but like it's also made very clear that she she doesn't like believe necessarily that she's actually talking to anyone she which is kind of cool like you've got this idea she totally understands she's coming there for her own like uh peace of mind
0: right it's it's not like she actually like thinks that she's communicating community with uh, her dead parents although that would be a much more interesting character let's be
1: it, it would be interesting i'm not sure that it would be necessarily like fair yeah, to I the don't character know. If she
0: I, I, true but i'm now imagining like lana as this much more like interesting like like uh like fairy, scully's like, sister spirit yeah like spiritualist girl who believes in like all these like weird like um like, the, the mystical side of the DC universe, like, she believes in all of that stuff. Yeah. That would be, that would have been so much more interesting than what we got. But anyway, it makes sense that they didn't go that route. They're like, ah, and they strike up a conversation, and they realize that, yeah, hey, we can be kind of friends.
1: Um, kind of.
0: Kind of, because she doesn't have the necklace on, so we can actually have a conversation now.
1: <laughs>
0: they have that conversation, and then we move on. Uh, and then, right, because she kisses Clark on the cheek. For some
1: reason uh, uh, yeah well i think there's the suggestion that she likes him to a certain extent um right although i don't know that right. it's deeper F- than 15... just oh, yeah oh, you're a sweet kid
0: yeah uh 15 year old they behave weirdly
1: but i i also think that lana lana's character with all this the mystic kind of aspect to her you can tell that she's like a deeply emotional person and i think that she's probably just extremely affectionate to people around her i think that's just who she is as set up in this episode um so it made sense to me when she was just like quick peck on the cheek it's like oh he's cute i might be interested kind of a thing um and you also kind of see a certain amount of i think disquiet in her about whitney who can be kind of a dick
0: right and and Yes, he can be, but I, I just, I just think is... that like
1: that's where I see yeah. her coming yeah. from with that whole scenario.
0: It's not appropriate behavior. No,
1: no, no, no. I, I'm not trying to condone it. I'm just saying, like, I right. see what that they were sense. trying to do as a right. and, from a writing perspective. But,
0: but, but Whitney is at her house waiting for her, and he sees this. Dun dun dun. And so uh, later. I think when he's stor- yes, it is. It's he's storming out because you should have told me about this Chloe Wald of weird thing. Herm for derf for derf for derf. He's like mm-hmm. Clark, what's going on? But and he has the necklace, so Clark is all wimp mode because it's kryptonite, and Superman does not do well with kryptonite. And so then he's like, he's like, well, I've got my buddies here, and I'm on the football team, so we're gonna make you the scarecrow. And he's like, oh, and I think Clark at this point realizes that it's the necklace that makes him feel that way.
1: I'm not it, sure. It's
0: Suggested. He-, he gives it a look. He gives it a look. And then Whitney goes, oh, Lana's lechness. Necklace. Le- necklace. Here. This is the closest you'll ever get to it. This thing that my girlfriend literally wore 24-7 and gave me. I'm now going to throw on you.
1: Because that's, yeah. Mm
0: whatever just it, it happens so then so then clark is all weak and dying because they've stuck the one thing that can slowly kill him around his neck they
1: don't know and, it uh, it's not a very it.
0: right it's also i think it's suggested that the necklace is a very weak form of kryptonite compared to some of the other kryptonites we come in contact with
1: i have no idea it's a small amount
0: but, yeah it's a small amount and it it doesn't glow green like the other kryptonite does mm-hmm. like uh, later in the show anytime he gets close to kryptonite it starts to glow Where this one never glows. It just kind of stays its dead color. Or at least in the pilot it does. They may change it later on. Um, So I think it's suggesting that it's a very much weaker amount. But still enough to sort of uh, weaken him. And so uh, they strung him up as the Scarecrow. And we skip to that. And then the original Scarecrow. Who I think we find out his name. But I don't care. Lightning McBee Scarecrow Power Boy. (laughs)
1: Lightning Rod.
0: Yeah. that's, that's a great name for a supervillain anyway, <laughs> but doesn't get to do that. So anyway, so he's like, he sees him, and Clark's like, uh, could you let me down and help me? And he's like, no. You're safer you know, there anyway. Uh, yeah, I see now that they'll never change. I punished them, but they never will change. I'm going to murder all of the students, and so that will cleanse the world of their filth. Okay, that's a little bit more maniacal than he says it, but that's the basic idea.
1: There's a cool bit then where uh, the the villain storms off and Clark's, you know, in in conniptions, agony, Um, and uh, so Lex Lex finds him because he he's driving home uh, or about to drive home, and he hears someone in the field saying "Help me!" Um, Right after he stops. You know the driving part because he sees the man who was strung up in the field so long ago, who hasn't aged a day, right. and he freaks out and he's like, and he has oh a trauma God. flashback. Um, and then he hears the help me, so he runs into the field, finds Clark, uh, and lets him down because he's a good person, uh, like Lex Luthor, that is, is a good person, um, and he's just like, Clark, what's, who did this to you? And Clark's like, it doesn't matter. I've gotta go. Just grabs his clothes and runs.
0: Right, and, uh, and the necklace falls off. Yes, and Lex, uh, of Lex him, has and, it. And Lex has it. Yeah, so the debt has been repaid.
1: Um, so, kind of. No, but yes.
0: <laughs> so Clark throws his clothes on and runs off. Uh, and we see that the, there's the guy, and he's got the chain, and he's planning on uh, starting the sprinkle system at the homecoming dance and killing everybody. By
1: electrifying the water, they, which will yes. then have particulate matter, which will then electrify everybody in the school. Exactly. It's his theory.
0: Uh, right. And Clark's like... Oh, right. Uh, see, the other thing is that when Clark finds out that he came in the meteor shower, he now blames himself for everything that happens because of the meteor shower. Because, he of course, he's the he's responsible. Right. Instead of just a, another... I, I don't...
1: Doesn't make sense. Whatever. He's um, a teenager. Uh-huh.
0: It doesn't, I, I, yeah. Teenager being crazy, we all believe lies for dumb reasons about ourselves
1: we even make them up sometimes
0: it's true uh so clark's like what happened to you is my fault like yeah right because now he feels it's it's a big part because he feels guilty because he thinks lana's parents dying is his fault
1: yeah that's the big thing that's that's Um, what he really blames himself for
0: right but he's also like it's my fault that you're this way and he's like, how did you escape? He's like, don't you understand? I'm going to make the world a better place by doing this thing. Bwaha. Killing Ha-ha. all these Ha-ha-ha. innocent children. Right. But they're not innocent in his mind. Sure. So.
1: Whatever. I bet that totally
0: justifies totally uh, it. Right.
1: So. Let's just end the episode there.
0: <laughs> uh, minor, minor fight ensues. Uh, in which he tries to electrocute Clark. And Clark's like.
1: It's actually a pretty cool crat. little fight scene.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's no. no it's short. Scene, it, right. But it, I mean, there's nothing we can say besides, eh, it's a decent fight scene. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but then my real problem comes in, right? So right. the fight scene so, ends so in a guy, cool way. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you go. Um, um, so the guy gets, start, starts a car with his electrical abilities, which is, you know, janky, but cool. Um, and then... He rams Clark through a wall and uh, breaks over some kind of like a, like a water main or something. I don't know. But it floods the car um, a little bit, uh, and it covers water all around. And then he tries to use his electric power and electrocutes the heck out of himself and Clark. Clark's fine. Um, but when Clark bounces back, he finds that the guy is, you know, no longer uh, possessed of his powers and has his memory wiped. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know how he got there, and apparently he's been returned back to the state from the cornfield. I, as far as I know, I have no clue. Um,
0: that, that was that was the impression I got as well. Yeah,
1: it, it doesn't. It does. There's no real resolution there. But my real problem is that this episode is setting up the presidential um, status of the show, which is that the monsters that they're going to introduce the 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 bad guy of the week theoretical model is going to possess a a manner of resolution that is essentially deus ex machina so anyone who sees clark's abilities can't remember them like that can't be allowed um oh yeah and the bad guys have to be essentially erased once they're done um and that frightens me from the standpoint of a writer because in the episode where you were you were like essentially giving your shows manifesto you have declared that deus ex machina is a is a okay way to deal with the basic happenings in Smallville and that is going to become a really large thing that puts the giant spin cycle on the show for a long time so that is my my Real big gripe with this
0: episode. Okay. Uh, so, I guess, um, do you have an alternate idea? Like, say you were you were one of the writers on this episode, and they're like, "We're going to end it this way." Like, how how do you think you may have done it differently?
1: Um, well, uh, for starters, uh, I would have just let him say that Clark had superpowers and go around telling people that Clark had superpowers. If that was, you know, something that the show needed needed to do, even if. The, all of his powers were suddenly grounded by him electrocuting himself or whatever. Um, even sure. if he was put into a coma or something, or he came out not great or vegetative, um, which still would have been um, an, uh, a poor ending, I feel like, because it, it displays the fact that you know your writers can't deal with the fact that someone knows about Superman. Um, it would have made more sense to me, because someone electrocuting themselves absolutely horribly um, is probably going to end up Either dead or paralyzed, or some you know horrible thing will happen. But it, I would have I would have preferred it more that they did not you know just blatantly erase his memory, unless they were willing to go that step further and like actually like kill him, um, which would have been really dark. And I understand why they didn't right. go and that way. and that's
0: not very. I could I could also though understand the, the concept of like you know uh, the status quo of people can't know that soup that Clark has superpowers sure or at least for like the first couple seasons sure
1: i just did not like that established way of dealing with it i mean like like the, the x-files actually is really bloody so, so i can't say that the x-files method would be good um but oh uh, well, yeah, I,
0: but I mean, but, like it, dealing with the it, like of the Men way... in
1: Black. Even if there was something going around, if John 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 Jones or whatever was around at this point, just defending him, I, I like that would even be better to me. Like if there was someone actively oh, going around so and erasing there's... people's memories.
0: Oh, that'd be interesting. Like, um, I would because I think the that. the idea the idea is that the meteor freaks happen, he stops them, and some of them don't get their memories erased and do survive, and it's just like. We send them to a sane asylum, and nobody believes anything that they say.
1: Even even that would be okay, but we didn't see that as like the precedent. Yeah, you know, if there was right. if if Bell Reeve was introduced I, stage yeah. one, that would be different.
0: I I can. This is the the smallest thing that's concentrated on the episode, but I kind of understand it because there's so much that a pilot needs to set up for like the entire show. Yeah, and so I think it's just trying. I think I think what it's trying to say is that there will be. A weekly villain that he has to overcome. It's it's just and, the
1: way that it's established to me. Yeah, it puts a really dark spin on it, and I know what the show's problem becomes eventually. So that I have an true. insight into you know why this is a problem. Yeah,
0: um, I don't know. At, at the end of the, I guess I guess with I also with just dislike
1: Deus Ex Machina as a device. <laughs> um. As a literary device, I
0: don't. Yeah. Uh, I can see what you're saying. Like, like how does, uh, <laughs> like it says like, that he has electric powers, so, but how in the world does that mean that he loses his memory? Right, because that's not how electricity. works. Well,
1: and and the the thing that I'm talking about, Deus ex machina, for those who uh, who don't know, means it's 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 a very old term. Comes from the uh, days when. Um, the Greeks uh, were, were making plays, actually. Um, and there was a style that came about in their writing that was um, they would make these ridiculously overcomplicated plots that the audience would sit through the whole way through to the end to the point where... There was almost no way that they could figure out how to resolve it so instead of resolving it um, in any sensible manner Which was nigh impossible they would just have one of the gods come down and fix everything via their divine power Um, And uh, the the term of course deus uh, ex machina it's a god of the machine is what that literally translates to um, so the device as used in modern media is is kind of the same thing the plot becomes ridiculously overcomplicated to the point where the writers can't figure it out so they just drop in some uh, solve all solution that drops from the sky which doesn't necessarily make sense and is kind of just like science or magic or etc that just yeah problem
0: I don't feel like this, I, I I don't necessarily agree with you that this one is Dei Machina, though, because, okay, so, uh, it, um, uh, there are actually instances of electrical, da- of electricity causing neural damage, which cause can lead to some amnesia-like events, especially because high amounts of electricity um, can interrupt brain synapses, because basically it's a giant electrical current that's going through your brain. Sure,
1: so why does he no longer have the superpower?
0: That I can't answer.
1: Yeah. It's it's um, just, like, the, my problem is that there's too much that's like, conveniently like, handled do we, do we know, in a second. Do
0: we know that he doesn't have the superpower? Maybe he just doesn't know that he has the superpower. Because it's his entire mind has
1: been erased. How did he know he had the superpower in the first place, then? Like, if, if it's just something that he was able to use, um, then it doesn't make sense to me that he suddenly, spontaneously lost access to it like it still should have come up in his life at some point if it just came up in his life at some point anyway
0: um uh yeah i mean like oh i was gonna say like i don't i don't know no
1: no no, it's it's, and i'm not i'm not like assaulting you or anything what i'm i'm just picking at is it's there's too much that conveniently happens in the space of about a minute and then the guy doesn't even get any resolution clark just walks away for all we know from that whole setup
0: that's yeah that's that's kind of more the problem that i have with that is that it's kind of like oh you're fine now and like it it was one of those things that like it could have yeah that kind of should have been solved more like it's kind of just like Oh, problem done, leaving it. I I don't feel like it's Desuex resolution, but I feel like it's a bad resolution. Well, because I don't feel like it's just like, I don't feel like the solution comes out of nowhere, which is where I don't agree with you that it's Desuex. It's Desuex Machina. uh,
1: Um,
0: But I do feel that it's poor resolution.
1: Fair enough. Um...
0: Because electrical power, water is a conductor, he over-electrocutes himself, causes memory loss which is possible, that's all we know and that's all we see. We should have more information than that.
1: I just, I, I I, feel affronted by it. Like, you know, he's awake after the scenario, right? The the, yeah. the electrical charge. Sure, electrical charge right. can do f- janky things with the, the human body. But uh, for all we know, and we're left to believe, as as far as I'm concerned, he no longer has his power or his memory. Um, right. And that's just, it's it's too convenient and it's it's that point when something slams down that's too convenient that i call it deus ex machina um the 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 point where i i hop off the train where my disbelief suspension is can no longer handle it is when something is like when something is convenient for the plot on a scale uh, of ridiculousness that is not in some way um Founded in, in in what I see as the show's uh, like lore setup, um, and I know it's setting up its lore here. I just don't like the idea that it's setting up its lore with we can get rid of things and they just don't matter anymore, um, which is what I yeah. what I felt like they did.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you on the same point. I I, I don't, for me personally. This does not have enough of a lack of setup for me to declassify this as a Deus Machina. Sure. Um, I I have harder critique and thank for that. I feel like it's it's somewhat set up, but I I do understand. But I would say that getting to know what happened more about this guy, like it's not even like he doesn't even feel like it's human. And I understand that the point is more like Clark and how his relate how how not killing him does but yeah it's one of those things that was kind of like we need something we need we need something to happen in this episode for it to be a pilot and to be interesting and to show off who is fighting um we need this guy but he's not really important yeah. but i can understand which is which is frustrating um but yeah so then the uh uh i don't have anything more to say about that do you have anything nope. more nope, that's where i beat this horse to death that
1: is where but, the horse died for me
0: okay uh, so Clark goes to look at the um at the dance and then doesn't join them because he's the lone wolf Arr.
1: oh
0: <laughs> um so he he instead he heads off and he goes to his um uh, to his barn place uh, and he sees a vision um uh, He sees a vision oh in uh we've previously had it uh once i believe maybe twice if i'm not remembering that like clark they kind of show like what's going on inside of his head with daydreams daydreams, which is something that the show drops which i'm actually kind of sad about i would i would actually find it very interesting if we had um clark daydreams happen more often i feel like it would have made him more interesting and revealed more about the character um uh but anyway, he has a daydream that Lana comes cause, uh she said that you know if he showed up, she'd save him a dance, mm-hmm. and then so he has this daydream with this dance uh with everything by somebody I forget what the artist's name is playing in the background
1: don't know don't care um the uh the essence of that that I would highlight is just that that t- topped off with his uh tendency to watch her through his little telescope. Just enhances the idea that he is a psychotic stalker
0: oh lifehouse it's by lifehouse it's actually oh it's actually your're all I want by lifehouse I think whatever
1: Boo! moving on, <laughs> moving on.
0: Um, oh you were you were correct the uh, the uh, supernatural was on the WB to start off with and then moved to the
1: I thought so because okay. essentially like that one studio like shut down in the other bought all that stuff
0: that is the pilot episode of of smallville uh i feel like it does a decent job with everything that it has to set up i mean it has to set up a lot of stuff uh the pacing was good for the episode yeah it's it's I wacky it
1: feels breakneck as far as the pace goes but it doesn't feel wrong um right it feels no. like, like it goes it, really have... fast and there's lots of transitions and you're never any one right. place for a very long, long time but uh it feels like it is well paced
0: yeah, it, it's, uh, you don't get lost at all. Like, you never get confused at what's happening, but it, it, it paces itself very well.
1: Well, I mean, I get um, lost all the time, but that's not the show's fault.
0: Yeah, uh... Uh, I feel like introducing the characters are very well. Like, there's definitely, like, I'd watch this and i go, okay, I'm, I think these characters are interesting enough. I'd like to see where it goes. Um, but I always give shows like five episodes to get me into it because I mm. understand that, you know, the pilots in the first episodes, they're still trying to figure things out. And
1: no, I understand why I watched the show out. all that time ago. Like, yeah, uh, yeah like, it's totally, I'm
0: set up, Like, Yeah, like, okay, and then cool superpowers. And, you the, know, the, the thing, the thing for me
1: is, um, I'm like, oh, these characters are cool why did there have to be that moment of action that ripped me out of this episode?
0: Yeah. I can kind of see like that. They like, they want to show like, Hey, there will be action because you know, the yeah. pilot is supposed to oh, show you Superman, what right? the show is going to be about. Yeah. But I, I, I can understand where like, it'd be like, they would be afraid of like losing people if they didn't at least have some action. Like, they're not like, Hey guys, there will be more actually sequence sequences coming up. There will be bad guys to be fought. Uh, there
1: be monsters here.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know, do we want to, we didn't actually talk about this, do we want to give episodes, like, any sort of, like, rating system at the end, or just, uh, like a quantifiable grade of some court, or just
1: uh, yeah. uh, go on with, this I episode
0: mean... is great stupid.
1: <laughs> grade A stupidity. Um... <laughs> yeah i I know that people like to to have labels stuck onto yeah. things. Um, it, it's weird. um I would I would probably separate it between what I think is good writing and what I think is enjoyable <laughs> uh, because uh subjectively i I like you know I liked it. it was it was yeah. it was a decent show. I don't know if in the here and now I would necessarily hi- hitch onto it. I probably would. Yeah. Um, so for for that we'd, we'd rate, probably I would say at least, seven.
0: I, I'd probably give it. I it would it'd be decent enough. I would give it a. I would give it a shake. Uh, I would. I'd give it a. I'd give it a try. Give it a. Give it a good old uh, <laughs> college try there.
1: You just you uh, hop up on that horse at least for a minute or two, um, until it bucks you off uh, around season five. Uh, <laughs> and then. Oh uh, um, uh, yeah.
0: The, I, I would. All right. So, so to mess everything up, you're gonna go on a one through ten scale. I'm <laughs> going to do a uh, alphabetical scale. Okay. Of uh, like how like the schools do it. So I would I would give this uh, an A. Uh, probably an A minus. Okay. There were you know a few issues. Maybe even a. Maybe even an A. Not an A plus. It's definitely not an a plus but sure. it was an a it set up what it needed to there were a few problems so i'm a minus okay. i'll give it an a minus we'll just we'll mess everybody up um, like having two completely different systems
1: my objectivity for like purely from my standpoint like as a writer um and uh also i guess i'll add in what little i know of film criticism and stuff uh i would i would put it closer to like um 5.5 5. um it's it's above average, but only by a little bit. So maybe maybe closer to six. Then we'll go, we'll go with a six. Cause it's it's decent, um, but it ain't no, it uh, it ain't no firefly.
0: But nothing is.
1: <laughs> nothing shall ever replace this. But yeah, it's it's by no means is it bad, and it is certainly no. above the average. So I would, I would say six for, for objective value immediately. Um, and I know personally that it, at least for me, um, objectively, it definitely gets better. I love the character of Chloe. I love the character of Lionel Luthor. Um, I love yeah. what they do with Lex. Because um, I think he makes uh, eventually a, a fantastic anti-hero. Um, but uh, the first episode was,
0: was good. So, yeah, so that is, uh, that's that's pretty much our thing. Uh, Next time, uh, we'll be looking at episodes two and three. Um, We'll usually be looking at probably about two uh, two, uh, episodes at a time.
1: Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was more for for me than for you guys, I think.
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, The uh, split... most of the seasons actually have an even number of episodes, so I figure that's a, that's a good way to get through it. Uh, so, um, thank you everyone who stayed through to this point. Uh, if you could give us, uh, if you want to hear and uh, make sure you get all the episodes, please subscribe. That would be awesome. I'm uh, Joel Darthelma Ross.
1: Uh, um, my name is Aaron. I go by roo Uh I would ask that uh, for the duration, y'all just remember he wears the cape and I eat the chicken heads. Have a nice day. All right.